Suck. Huh? It's not an airplane mode. I don't think it matters. Yeah, it should be okay. Here we go! <laughs> Coming in hot. Welcome to <laughs> Pod Heavy! See, now we're talking. Yeah. That's a good intro. But none of you guys know that because you're still listening on Spotify when you could watch us on YouTube. Exactly. And get the visual experience. See our beautiful faces. And Devin's biceps. (laughs) (laughs) They're back for more, Devin. They're back for more. They're back. The back for more. Welcome back for more. <laughs> Last Pod week, heaven. you were like, This is the down and dirty episode. Welcome in. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I don't remember saying that. Maybe I should have called it that. The down I think I'm gonna change the title to that down and dirty. Oh, yeah, it's not aired yet. So, something like that. You can no. still do it. Yeah, it's coming out on Monday. <laughs> nice. Well, guess what? Because we're in the future. We are in the future. Because it's, it's Saturday right now, but they think it's Monday the. 20 whatever 11th 11th yeah <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say so i gonna tell you about uh what we did last night what happened so right now i got my good buddy brock over he's staying with us he lives up or down in california and he's up getting away from all that craziness and we're just kind of hanging out and uh he brought and so we also had michael over our brother um, just in case you don't know who Michael is. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. yeah. Who, who's Michael? <laughs> yeah. Michael Kowalvik, our brother. He's, he's a cool guy. Shout out to Michael. And, uh, we played this game called joking hazard, joking hazard. So do you know, first of all, do you know what cyanide and happiness is? No, I've heard it. I reckon rings a bell. What is yeah. it? Yeah. So it's basically these little cartoon characters. There's usually, a stick figure with a green shirt on, a stick figure with a blue shirt on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's very basic. Sometimes... Okay, I've played that. That's yeah. right, Joking Hazard. Yeah, Joking Hazard. So um, so, we're, so have you, you've played Apples to Apples. I yeah. mean, everybody's played that. So then there's the step above that, which is a little bit more mature. Cards Against called, Humanity. Yep, Cards Against Humanity. And then this is kind of like Cards Against Humanity. A little bit... 
little further. <laughs> a little pushed out a little bit further. And uh, so basically what you do is you draw, you have 10 cards in your hand. All uh-huh. the players do. And then like apples to apples, there's the judge. And then there's the other people that are putting their cards down. Yeah. But instead of like creating sentences or whatever, um, you're making a comic. Yeah. Right. So uh, the, the person uh, puts down, like the judge, he puts down one card. He draws a card off the top and puts it down. And then he puts another panel down. And then everybody else around the circle has to finish the comic book. Yeah. Right. So you can imagine, and it's all like, if you, if you don't know what cyanide and happiness is, go look it up. There's no, there's no way to like, like put into words. <laughs> it's like family guy type humor. Yeah. But then like dark and just like, well, family guy's pretty dark. Yeah. Sometimes. It does get dark for you <laughs> sometimes. So, um, yeah. So then you just finish it and it gets hilarious. So there was one that was like the blue guy walks up to the green guy and says, I have, I, I just went to the doctor and I have five days to live. And then the other guy goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you, don't be so pushy about it. <laughs> and you're like, what? So then everybody has to finish it. Right. And then, the, the winning card ended up being the blue guy standing there who has five days to live standing in front of the green guy's grave <laughs> just says RIP. Oh my and God. Then, and then the blue guy saying, those are his last words he ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's just like, Oh wow. <laughs> wow. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, I remember thinking like, man, I probably could have gone without that game in my life <laughs> after I played it. Yeah. It's not, if you don't have like a dark, more sadistic type of humor, um, or you just aren't, don't have like the sense of, you don't have like, I don't know, this laid back sense of humor. Yeah. The game is just going to piss you off. That's all it's going to do. <laughs> so, I remember just thinking like, I couldn't play this with too many of my friends. Like, no. <laughs> like it turned out pretty good. It was me. It was Michael, my buddy Brock and Eric, my roommate. And we're all kind of into that sort of humor. Yeah. And uh, I'll, 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 you know, don't get me wrong. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Some of those jokes, but I was just, I felt Icky yeah, you feel it. a little gross at the end, but <laughs> I couldn't take a shower. Yeah. You know. Uh yeah. But right. it's pretty it was pretty great. Like by the end of it, my my cheeks were hurting from smiling and laughing so much. So mm. it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty great. Cool. You know. Yeah, that's fun, man. I got I just hung out with a few of my boys the other day, Ryan and Lewis. Um Lewis just moved out of his house and had a little going away party. And that was fun, man. We just nice. just kind of hung out. You know, I get really wrapped up in work sometimes. I get really intense. Yeah. And, you know, I forget about some of that stuff. And, you know, with Ashley cooking all my meals and doing all my laundry and everything, it's like I kind of forget. You know, I just I, I could just make music forever for hours right. and hours and hours. But, you know, I think I owe some of that time to her. Yeah. That, that she frees up for me, you know. And so... Got to do that, but she just got a car, so she's mm. been just running around. That's great, doing whatever she wants. And she went to the beach with her mom this week, and I was just like, 
standing in the kitchen like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> now what do I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whole I'm useless. New... <laughs> I'm useless. It's like chili dogs. Or nice. Corn dogs. But yeah. She got me all these crystals at the beach. Oh, nice. And um, these two I've had for a while. Um, this one's for protection. This one's for grounding. You know, it's just a rock. It's just a yeah. just a pretty rock. Just a geode that Ashley gave to me, and it's purple. So, you know, fitting. Yeah, this one's for peace. Um, yep. Nice. That's pretty much it. Nice. <laughs> and this is the Aquarius stone. Yeah. Um, it's which would be my birthstone. Oh. So, because I'm an Aquarius. Nice. So that's pretty know, crazy. I don't really follow astrology too closely, but yeah, me neither. I definitely see, you know, things on Facebook about it, but it's kind of interesting because when you look into it, uh huh, it's it's a little bit different than you know what we see on Facebook. Um, the calendar doesn't really isn't like perfectly in sync with the universe. Yeah. You know, like we have the seasons and stuff to, that we use to keep track of things and we've got it pretty dialed. You know, we've even got the leap year to keep things on track and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot more to it than just like your horoscope. <laughs> you know, if you look at the constellations and, you know, how the stars were aligned when you were born and, you know, some of your personality traits and the planets that correspond to those, it's 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 interesting how yeah. how it all, you know, falls into place but last night we just had what's called a strawberry moon and um according to this almanac i'm reading this, this is an article or this is a thing i read on google it says according to this almanac i don't know what almanac means it's like a, maybe it's an idea from a system some sort i don't know as the full moon in june and the last full moon of spring the algonquin tribes called this the strawberry moon. So maybe the Algonquin tribe is a tribe that helped, you know, establish what we know right. about astrology today. Cause that's how they kept track of time mm-hmm. back then was, yeah. look, was, was looking at the stars and stuff. So it says called this the strawberry moon, the last full moon of spring. The name comes from the relatively short season for harvesting strawberries in the Northeastern United States. Oh, that makes sense. And it's funny because we just got a strawberry in our garden. Right on that diet? Then, I think it was a couple days before. Yeah. yeah. But I, I ate it yesterday and it was like the best freaking strawberry yeah. I've ever tasted. Fresh strawberries are bomb. Just right out the garden. Yeah. And my and my buddy Micah just sent me a picture of his strawberries too. He's got some yeah. going in, that's in, great. in his garden. And so I'm like, man, that's cool. Obviously, you know, strawberries are in season. Yeah. But, you know... They had their own ways of keeping track of that stuff yeah. back in the day before we had the internet and stuff. So, and apparently that's a good time to charge your crystals because that's what you have to do. Uh, they to to give them energy from the universe. You put them on the ground and let them soak up the sunlight. And strawberry moon is a great time to charge your crystals apparently, but we barely missed it. But Ashley put my stones out this morning. And she said, I missed the opportunity to let these beauties soak in the light of the strawberry moon eclipse last night. But I came out this morning with my coffee and laid them out in the fairy garden among the flowers. Mother Nature, thank you for your healing and your strength. Hashtag the earth heals. Hashtag stones. Hashtag grounding. 
So what do you what do you think about all that? Um, I don't know exactly, but I know that I felt really, really like emotionally stimulated mm-hmm. when she brought all these home for me and I put them all on at the same time. I felt I felt something. I can't explain exactly what it was, but you know, that's kind of how I approach anything yeah. regarding spirituality is like, does it work? Kind of, maybe, you know, if I, if I put my faith in it, maybe that gives it power. Who knows? Yeah. But you know, I'm still going to wear it cause I could use protection. I could use grounding. I can use peace. And you know, I, 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 I kind of identify with a lot of things that astrology has to say mm. about us. And so I wear my birthstone. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've, I remember listening to a podcast um, about like, cause this kind of reminds me of the whole realm of like essential oils and stuff and how they kind of, um, uh, help people. Like some, they, it goes from people just saying, Oh, I, I feel better or to even cool, like crazy things, like not crazy things, but like more s- significant things to like, it helped me with my anxiety or it helped me cure cancer. And they, they make all these claims. Yeah. And I think, that's that's great that they make all these claims, but unfortunately, like marketing comes into play, and people say this essential oil will cure your cancer. I've seen this that. essential oil will make your um, you know anxiety go away. So all you have to do is buy this product right now for nineteen ninety five, right? And then you will cure your cancer. And it's like, okay, that that's too much. There's hold on, guys. Let's hold on a minute, because if you look. There's, there actually has been studies on essential oils and stuff like this. And there is, to, to say, there is actually something to it, you know. Um, but for the most part, it's not that it's the actual, like in the study, this is what they, they concluded to. So I don't want to piss anybody off by saying that this is the way that it is. Yeah. Like if you want to use essential oils, great, go for it. It's great. Because they found that it's a very, very strong placebo. And don't underestimate the power of a placebo. It's true. Yeah. Because I'm on another podcast. I was listening to this dude who's a cancer research, um, like expert. He's, he's like a leading doctor in the realm of cancer. And he said that the people who made it through, who actually saw and lived through their cancer, weren't the people who had the best drugs, weren't the people who had spent the most money on it. It was all about their mindset. Yeah. And they're, they're like, they're like this, I'm going to make it through this. Yeah. I have hope. I have like peace going through this process. Uh And those are the people who lived, who beat the cancer. Right. So if, and I think that's why you can attribute that these essential oils or these crystals or whatever, these cured my cancer. It's because they gave you that little bit of hope that you needed. They, they gave you that little bit of push into the realm of positivity and out of that negativity because all the people who are negative going into this thing, that there's no way I'm going to beat this, that I'm done. See you later. They're just waiting for the end. Just waiting. Yeah. They just waste away and the cancer takes them away. So I would say don't, you know, don't disregard all this stuff and say, yeah. Ooh, it's just a bunch of foo-foo, <clears throat> you know? But do you think that's the that's the primary uh, power behind it is p- through placebo? If you if you go by what the science says, if you go by what the studies say, and all the different you know trials that they put through, 
on these things. That's what they point to. Yeah. Is that it is, it is a, it's a placebo. Yeah. But it's, it's not to discount the fact that placebos are still super. Yeah. So that I would lean towards that. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, placebo, when you say that, that kind of has a negative connotation to it Mm -hmm. because it sounds like you're kind of going, Oh, you think your crystals are. are Yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) That's cute. Yeah. You know, but that's not what you're trying to say. No, not at all. Uh, what you're saying is that our minds are very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. No matter what medications you take, if you don't want to live, yeah. you won't. Right. You know? And that's, you know, my buddy Tim at the studio, he always says, what happens if we don't? Nothing. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, you know, does putting on a crystal help? With Is that really going to change my life? You know, for the better, who knows? But... If, if I don't do it, then my life definitely won't change for the better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you have comfort, if you have like, you know, some sort of peace, you know, that, or even just like the, the fact that it's hanging around your, your neck and it's yeah. putting weight in the back of your neck and it's bringing your mind to the fact that I have this crystal that's grounding me, yeah, reminding me to be in the moment every single moment of the day. That's a huge I'm all for it. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, I feel like some people should be a little less afraid of like, what are other people going to think? If yeah. it helps you do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I, Ryan got one of these a while back and, uh, he went into the shop where, where they had him, and, um, the guy was holding the stone in front of him on the chain and he held it up to his chest and he said it started to swing on its own. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that when Mm -hmm. someone tells me that, like if I, if I see that happen, you know, then, then that's great. But I don't, I'm, I'm not one of those people that I have to see it to believe it. Right. You know, I know there's plenty of things that go on beneath the surface that, you know, humans aren't really in touch with all the time. Yeah. You know, but I also know that, you know, all the medicines that we make comes from, the earth, you know, mm-hmm. and comes from the chemicals that we are able yeah. to make through what the earth gives us. And so that's why we found, I think that, you know, cannabis is helping with a lot of things and, mm-hmm. and some of these more natural medicines like essential oils and stuff are, yeah. are being found to be more productive in healing yeah, and stuff. But, but it is, it is, it is mental. It's a yeah. Big part Cause of it. I have, we were so quick to just say, we, we want to, we want to like rationalize something and say, this, this is the thing that healed me. This is the thing that made all of the difference. This, this is it. Yeah. You know, and we're so like, you know, eager and ready to do that. As soon as something just kind of remotely helps us for maybe even just like a couple of weeks, boom, that's the, that's the answer. That's the source. We're done. Perfect. We figured it out, guys. We figured it out. Yeah. You know, let's move (laughs) on, you know, but not really realizing that like, okay, there's, there's, there's a, you take something and there's a bunch of other things that happen behind the scenes because you did this certain, you know, ritual, the certain, you know, whatever there's, there's things behind it yeah. that maybe, maybe contributed it. Maybe that was the cut, the, 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 the cure, right. Or maybe it didn't, you do anything at all. Maybe the thing that you took, it was the, the thing that did it all, you know, who knows? Yeah. It's just, all I'm saying is that there's, don't be too quick to just jump and say, this is it. Yeah. You know, 
this is the one thing everybody needs to be doing. Yeah, human consciousness is too complicated for one thing. Yeah, to be the answer. Yeah, that's true. That's a great way of putting it. Doesn't it, I don't think it ever really is. Well, we have a we have a very special announcement. Yes, we do. And I think we're going to need a drum roll. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, make some noise. For Tainted Souls. This is our new song called Jettison. <laughs> We used to be in a rock band, and now we're in a metal band. Yeah, we've upgraded. Nice. <laughs> so that's a remix of a song uh, called Insomnia by Silver Remains. That was our band yeah. back in the day, and uh, we were originally going to call that song Jettison. And then on the record, it ended up being called Insomnia. So we decided that we were just going to call this one Jettison. And it's it's a metal version of that song, which we kind of think is the way the song should have been done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, we we kind of, when writing it, we were not necessarily in a place to make it sound like that, I don't think. Because like... Yeah, no. Because we have, we're going to, I'm going to do some, you know, screams on it. And because we don't, we're going to do vocals eventually. Yeah. That's just kind of a rough cut of what that was. Yeah. Um, it's a demo. Yes. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of the way that we wanted it to be all along. Yeah. And uh, now we're just finally in a place where we can actually make it what we wanted it to be, you know? So it's pretty cool. I think we made the right decision with the direction that we went with our sound with Silver Remains. Yeah. Kind of because of who was in the band. Exactly. And all of our opinions. Yep. But Devin and I actually started Tainted Souls a long time ago. Yeah. And we wrote a song. We wrote a pretty banging song. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's metal. And so it's really hard to play. And so it's easier to write songs when, when you have some gear to, to create a demo at home and put some fake drums in at least to, to show where the drums are going to go mm -hmm. so that you have a starting point to kind of base the, you know, the real song around when you get to recording it. Right. Because, like, we have to, back in the day, before we had all this recording gear, you know, we would just write songs. I had my guitar. Yep. You had your drum set. And we'd just write songs. And then we'd show up, you know, we'd try to do a weekly practice. Yeah. And, but all we had to remember the songs was to just try to play them again. Yeah. You know? And that worked really well with Silver Remains because we met up every week. Yeah. Every Sunday. And, you know... We had four people to say, is that how that went? No, it went like this. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know? Right. But, yeah. So finally making that happen, that's really cool. It's been a long time. Yeah. Long time coming. So uh, really excited. We, I mean, we, we just sat down and we just wrote it all out. So Yeah. Just sketched it out. Um, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty excited about it. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've been wanting to make metal music for a long time. I was kind of like... You know, I was committed to Silver Remains and I was ready to make it big with that band, but I always knew that I'd have more fun in a metal band. Yeah. 
or or you know something closer to that style like at least like a sent by ravens type band or a red jumpsuit apparatus type band like we were super like you know nickelback i hesitate (laughs) to say nickelback but But, they've got some good songs yeah they do and they've got some banging ass like heavy rock songs and that's that's the style that we kind of gravitated towards Mm -hmm. i think but you know yeah and i think that's that's pretty common for musicians to be in a band want to be playing something else would rather be playing something else yeah but not to discount that they put their heart and soul into what they're doing and they're actually really good at what they're doing yeah and they're able to make a living playing music and that's what they love doing so yeah um and then they go off and they do a side project every once in a while and that's where you get all those side projects that come yeah you know it's like that's this is what they want to do and yeah well and we've you know We've got a demo put together and we haven't put more than six hours into that project. Yeah. You know, 10 years ago, that would have taken a band forever. You know, right. We've already got the first, you know, 10 steps knocked out of the way. Mm -hmm. And that's how quick shit moves today. So the most important thing, even if you are in a band, even if you are in a group, is to make your own Instagram, make your own Twitter make your own Facebook, make your own musician page, everything. Right. And brand yourself as a musician. Because you look at bands like Of Mice and Men, or Woe Is Me is a better example, who is now called, what are they called now? Uh, no, they're still, Woe Is Me is still a band, but the singer. Tyler, Tyler Carter? Yeah, he went off and he started the- Issues. Uh, issues, yeah. So he, he moved on, but Woe Is Me is still around, Yeah, yeah. And that's because he always branded himself as a singer. And but that band's got like nine people in it, or they had nine people at one point, and then they had like three people at one point. And right. Okay. Like that that band changes every like we I can't keep up mm-hmm. with who's playing in that band. And it's like a whole new it's like a whole new like band every single time I check in with them. You know? And so and of mice and men, you know. Their yeah. their singer just left, right? Yeah, he had some health issues that made it so that he had to move on yeah but now he could start a podcast Mm -hmm. and talk about his stories on tour yeah and the music industry and he could offer help for musicians that are up and coming because he's done a great job of branding himself as a musician yeah he can do whatever he wants now like freaking will smith yeah (sighs) when somebody sees a youtube video of will smith like in the car with his kids like talking about something like where it's close and intimate like that, they're like, oh, wow, like this is a different setting for Will Smith. Like, so a lot of these celebrities are like taking advantage of social media, like big names, big people, and like Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, you know, and some of their contracts are, are you know, it's hard to work around to, to get some ownership of, over what you can do. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just all moves on social right. media. Mm-hmm. And so... You gotta you gotta brand yourself as a musician, right? That's good. That's good. And it doesn't all have to be about the music. You know, I've been working with Dave at Bempy and All Requests Live for a long time now, and we just got a bunch of weddings canceled this summer because of coronavirus. And uh, so he's been trying to find different little things I can do, yeah, for to to get me some work. And there was this guy yesterday named uh, D. Oh, I can't say his name. No names. No names on the podcast. Here we go again. 
I always think about that. But he, it was one of Dave's customers just called him and said, hey, I got a bunch of DJ gear and I don't know how to set it up. Can you come over and help me? I'll pay you by the hour. I was like, great. So I brought my gear. I went over there and I hooked it up how I would hook it up with my mixer. But he didn't have all the stuff that he needed. So we found a way to daisy chain it together right? and make it work with what he had. But there was like this nasty humming sound, this feedback from Uh-oh. somewhere that I couldn't figure out where the hell that thing was coming from. <laughs> and I spent like three hours there. I, w- I was planning on getting in and out of there in an hour. Yeah. Because I could set up my gear in 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, and be ready to DJ a whole fucking wedding in 15 minutes. But this guy's all got all new gear and... Like one of the pins was bent in it, one of his outputs, and I'm like trying to jankify it together, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, going back to what you were talking about with just like being a branding of yourself is yeah. like it used to be before all the Instagram and everything that you know your best hope of becoming you know somebody or anybody uh, in the music industry was to find a band, find a, a group of like-minded people and that you would then move forward underneath the banner of your band name. Yeah. And then that your band name was what would get you super famous and super, you know, uh, you know, well-known. But yeah. now it's, we got you, we're moving into the day of the individual, you know, where it's much easier to become an individual and, you know, be, and become your own person outside of the group of people that you're associated with. Yeah. You know, because in with editing and recording the way that it is now, you can EQ voices and or I don't think that's the right word, but you can, you know, yep. make voices sound a lot different just by the way that you mix it. Yeah. So that multiple singers can come in and sound remotely close. Oh yeah. It's, it's to, really interesting how, yeah. how voices all sound the same after they're processed. Yeah. You got to be careful yeah. with that. You got to find some different little way to process everyone's voice. Cause it's real easy to just like get a preset in place. Yeah. And then whenever somebody records a vocal, you just bam, throw that preset yeah, on it. Exactly. It's where it needs to be. So the do, so now it goes and becomes the point where, like if you have a singer who's just like a fen- a phenom, you know, there's there's somebody else there that can re- that can replace him, you know. So yeah. if he moves out and he goes to this band and wants to pay him or whatever, yeah, um, then you can easily I won't say easily, but you can replace that yeah. person and keep your same mm-hmm. voice. You can keep keep the same style. You can the same sound. You know, it's not the end of the world if somebody moves on. Yeah. You know, like that that band can't. Yeah. Dance, Gavin, dance. Yeah. They've been like the entire, like, uh, crew, the entire, uh, lineup of musicians has every single spot has changed like at least three times. Yeah. You know, um, to the point where, and they've released so many different albums that this dude did like a 30 minute YouTube video on the history of dance, Gavin, dance and their band members, (laughs) you know, whether that's a good thing. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, you don't. You want to have people that are committed to your name. Yeah, but that just goes to show that you can do it. Yeah, and it's it's you know fans really like having being like close to mm-hmm. the artist, feeling like they're interacting. Yep. You know, and feeling like they kind of have a say in this whole movement that they're all a part of together. Right. And like you know, pretty lights is a EDM DJ and I shouldn't even put that title on him because he's so much more than that. Mm. But 
like he brings in live musicians on stage and everything and he's actually improvising with like his synthesizers and stuff. He's not just sitting there spinning tracks. Like he's making it up as he goes along and he's feeling the crowd to see what, which direction he should take it. And it's a crazy experience going to one of his shows. I've never been, but like that's the kind of interaction people want today. And social media makes that really easy because yep. you can do lives. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've been following this DJ named SK83 for a while. And he's like this guy from, uh, crap, I don't know. I think he might be French, but um, he's got quite a big following on social media. So like if I just sent him an email or sent him a direct message, he might not get it or he might not get to it, you know. But I went to his live the other day on Instagram, and then he said, hey, I'm broadcasting on Twitch. Come see me there. And he ended his Instagram stream. And I said, okay, I'm going to follow this guy over there. So I went over to Twitch, and I saw that the audio was better over there. Mm. So I'm like, that's probably why he's trying to get his live streaming fans over there. There's more ways to interact on Twitch. There's more emojis in the chat and stuff. And there's kind of like a a culture in in the chat rooms and stuff there. So you have to get adapted to it. And I think that's kind of how they lure people in. And it costs money to subscribe to somebody. Right. You know? And so it, it's it's really cool what Twitch is doing and, and, and you know, how they do all that. Yeah, but, it's not just a video game platform anymore. Yeah. It's a wider variety. Yeah. It's true. And I wrote in the chat, I was like, hey, I've been following you on Instagram for a while. Been thinking about streaming, streaming on Twitch for a while. Looks like you're killing it, dude. Good job. And then he responded on the camera. And he was like, Yo, at the real heaven sent. <laughs> he's like, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's like, thank you for coming over from Instagram, brother. And thank you for the subscribe. Like, I appreciate it. It's good to see you here, man. And I was just like, whoa, like, that was cool. Like, you said my name, you know? And, and I got all excited. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, we got to do the podcast live. Real fangirl, fangirl moment. Yeah, dude, I did have a fangirl moment. And I was like, okay, that's the kind of reaction. That's great. I love it. (laughs) So nice. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Love it. So I I was listening to that while I was working on some stuff. I've been, you know, editing the podcast and didn't get any covers put together this week because I've been uh, at the studio quite a bit. Been working with this new artist, Tim Rising, and I'm going to play one of his songs on the the pod here pretty soon. But uh, also recorded a song with Corey, who's a pop singer we've been working with for a while. And uh, she's a total sweetheart. I love that girl. And her girlfriend, Kamealani, comes to the studio, and she's all famous on TikTok and everything. And so she's helping get her music out there on there and stuff, and they're a great team, and they're real sweet and just fun to work with. And um, she recorded this song uh, about Black Lives Matter, and, um, you know, we've, we've said on this podcast before that we don't want to get into that too much. And it's not because we have opinions that we think people would be offended by. It's just because we, it's a very touchy subject and we don't want to take sides. We don't want to be violent or we don't want to be perceived as violent in any way. You know, we want this podcast to be kind of an escape and for people to come and, 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 and have peace here, you know, we don't, and I haven't done the best job of, of upholding that. I've gotten upset on the podcast before and, and vented before. And, you know, people have come to me and said, Hey, you hurt my feelings. And so, you know, I'm, I'm growing and this is great, but you know, I, I keep hearing more and more about this, uh, 
Black Lives Matter movement, and not the Black Lives Matter movement specifically, but the the guy who was killed recently by the police officer. And police officer, you know, there's a lot of controversy on what should have happened to him and what systems we need to put in place. And it seems like the people who are protesting against the police are being very peaceful. And it seems like the police are kind of, you know, being a little bit violent. From what I've heard, you know, and my buddy went to the protest and he said it was it was pretty peaceful down in Portland. Um, and some people got maced for what he said seemed like no reason. It wasn't, 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 wasn't justified. And so, you know, I've heard numerous stories about that, but I've also, but I also got pulled over by a police officer the other day who was just like the dopest dude ever. <laughs> and I could tell that he was like just upset. He, he, he was just done with, with all this stuff. And he was happy to just talk to a guy who's, you know, being reasonable and not trying to shove any ideas in his face or tell him how he should do his job. And I was just really honest with the guy, you know, and granted you can't be like that with all police officers, but I don't think it's the police officers. Some of them maybe are, are, have bad intentions, but I think it's the people who are ordering the police officers. I think it's coming from, from further above the, the hate stuff. Cause I've seen lots of police officers retire or I saw one post from a police officer who took off his uniform and said, I'm not going to be ordered to kill people anymore. And so, you know, it's hard to, it's, it's, you know, the media kind of, kind of blows things out of proportion sometimes and it's hard to see who to believe. But, you know, I'm hearing that my friends who are black are scared and I don't want them to be scared. And I don't think they should have to be. The Rolling Stone just put out an article. They said, throughout world history, music has served as a balm for those living under oppression as much as it's served for a tool of empowerment. The latest installment in Rolling Stone's new weekly playlist series, Music at Home, features 12 tracks honoring the legacy of global black resistance in a song. In song. Feel free to blast these songs as you pregame for the next protest against <laughs> anti-black violence and police brutality. Alternatively, as you direct money towards jail support and mutual aid funds from the safety of your own home. So the Rolling Stone is saying you can listen to these while you're protesting or you can listen to these while you're donating to jails to support the system. So they're saying they're they're not they're, they're not saying their opinion about it, but you know, Corey really opened my mind with uh, that with that song, and so I thought I'd play a little snippet out a snippet of it to wrap up this segment, and then uh, we'll go and do some fitness. Nice, sounds good. Cool. Here it is. Down the street, the people shouting. I can't breathe the screams of please stop killing me. The band aid fix won't keep hold the land of the free. We will keep marching forward for every step we take back. No longer be peace until we get justice, until we are free. Good job, Corey. There you go. That's good. <laughs> All right. 
Here we go. That's the fitness noise. The fitness noise. <laughs> Devin, enlighten us. All right. Educate us. Prepare to be. Take us on a health journey. Join me on this health journey with Devin. The Pure Movement Fitness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it with that. All right. So <laughs> I've, I've mentioned in, in the past that there needs to be a, a shift in the fitness. There's got to be a shift. There's got to be a shift, guys. It's got to happen. And there needs to be a shift from this mindset of fitness being for meatheads, gym rats, um, hippies who do yoga, and kind of go and move over to this idea that everybody should be able, as in the words of Kelly Starrett, be able to perform general maintenance on their body, mm. whether that be through strength training. Scrubbing your nuts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could. <laughs> I uh, wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> uh, we got to lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah, man. dude. <laughs> got intense Whew. for a second there. So be able to do, you know, whether that be mobility, whether that be strength training, whether that be whatever. It should be a mixture of it all. It shouldn't just be one modality, right? So, um, but and stop move and move into this idea that everybody should be doing some level of fitness, whether that's at home with a lacrosse ball and a foam roller yeah, uh, and a couple dumbbells either just, or walking or whatever it needs to be. Right. Okay. Cause there's this, and I think that the main reason that we kind of have this idea about fitness is that, it, that it's just for athletes or it's just for gym rats is that there's this mentality that comes along with it with it's all or nothing. You got to leave it Go into the gym. You gotta sweat really, really hard. You gotta lift, go maxing out on every single lift that you do. Go to failure every single time, and just leave the gym, just dragging yourself out. You know, just crawling <laughs> out of the gym, and that's the only way to work out, right? And that's what you need to do. We can do that sometimes. Yes, right? there there is a place for that. There is a place for that. You know. Um, and it's, and that's why you, you need to really realize what your goals are. Well, I think that was kind of me and Joel's mentality. Nine yeah. times out of 10 when we go in there. 100%. We did do a heavy day and a light day. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. So, but that, the, the, from the outside looking in, there's a lot of people that that's what repels them. They're like, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I don't have any, you know, sort of like, you know, desire to do that stuff. You know, and then they never go into a gym because they think that's how they need to work out, you know? And I hear people who come to me and the first, and I say, I, hey, Devin, look, you're, you're going to be so proud of me. I just started working out. I went there. I'm so sore. I can't walk. It was amazing. And I'm, and I'm just going like, okay, great. That's great. Um, cool. So what are, your, what, are you, what are your goals though? What are you trying to accomplish by doing this? And they just go, my, my, my goals? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, yeah, your, your goals. What are you trying to accomplish by going into the gym? And they're like, um, I, I just want to get better at fitness. You know, I just want to be in good shape, you know? And I'm like, and that's what they think that they have to do to get into shape, to get to their goals, to lose their weight. They have to go 100% everything, yeah. every single time. But here's the problem with that idea, besides it just scaring away half the people, 80% of the people. Do you think that is the idea some people have 
because they spend so long putting putting it off and making excuses right. yes. as to why they can't work out right now. Yeah. Like, oh, once my kids move out, then I'm going to start working out more. Oh, uh-huh. once me and my wife, you know, go through some marriage counseling, then I'm going to start working out. Right. Or, oh, once I get this new job, then I'll have more time to work out. And then eventually they just have to, boom, just do it. And they have to go throw all the excuses out the window yep. and, and make the shift. Exactly. A hundred percent. And that's what they think that that is somehow going to get them to their goal faster. Yeah. They think that this is what I need to do to get there, you know? And if I can't walk the next day, well, I can't take care of my kids. I can't do this, you know, yeah. and they just don't, they, they just don't go, you know? Um, but I've heard it said by the guys over at mind pump that you need to, the way that you should work out is the way. And I love this. I'm going to steal it. Um, is you need to, um, you need to find the just the right amount of stimulus to elicit the most amount of change, right? Because if you jump in and you go 100% and you're just, you know, all out, then your body is going to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to reach a plateau at that level of just going ham, right? And in order to now, once your body's adapted to that after probably two months, your body's adapted to that level and you're not going to see any more results. Yeah. You've hit, you've reached your ceiling in two months. You're done. And now in order to see results again, you have to push it even farther. You have to go even harder to see those results again. Yeah. And most of the time along that way, your body is making adjustments to adapt that it shouldn't be making because you're putting on more weight than you should lift and you're having to make some sacrifices when you to get the bar up off, yeah. you, you know, and use some of that momentum. Yep. Your strength, your, your body cannot support 135 pounds because you just put the two wagon wheels on there and you're going to do your bench press. And now all of a sudden your shoulders pop up into your ears, Yeah, you know, and you, you squirm and you press it up and your body yeah, and lifts your it off you. Like yeah. And now, and now you just strengthen that movement. That's how you have to do your bench press now. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, that's, that's a good point. That is another way. So it just encourages bad form. Right. So once you get, so you're not even going to be able to lift more than 225 at that point. Cause your yeah. shoulders are going to not be in the right place and they're going to hurt. Yeah. You're going to injure yourself and then you have to bring it back. Cause this is what happens. You go, you go all out, you lift with your shoulders up in your ears, you get a shoulder injury. Now you have to back it off. You have to recover from that injury. And then by the time you finally get rehabbed, you finally get back to a place where you can bench press again. You just build right back up to 225, your shoulders up in your ears, you hurt your shoulders again, and then you go back. Yeah. And then you build it back up and you build it back up and you never, you never reach your goal. Yeah. You, you never reach your goal. Uh, if your goal is, you know, to bench 300 pounds bench press. Right. So, um, there's that whole aspect of it. But the main thing is like, say, say in a perfect world, you didn't injure yourself. You, you were able to maintain good form, but you just went all out. And now you're at this really high level and, and your body's going to adapt to that level. So now to get past that, that's the main thing that I want to, uh, to kind of get across, right? Is that if you've adapted to this super high level, the only way to get up even hard, higher and to, you know, be able to, progress even further you have to go harder and harder and harder and harder right yeah. so if you if you do it the way that you should do right you go into the to the gym 
and you just um, instead of just maxing out and going all out, you practice the movement. You squeeze, you connect, you still just get a nice pump. Mm-hmm. You just focus on the movement and not the weight. Then now you're at say 40%, your body's going to adapt to that because yeah. there's there's no signal going to your body at the beginning. Sitting on the couch, watching TV, eating a bag of potato chips, not saying that that's what you're doing, but just to kind of give you the idea. Doing that, you're giving absolutely no stimulus to the body to adapt. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So now, jump going into the gym and lifting, focusing on the movement, breathing, moving. All you're doing. Now you're sending a signal to the body. Now you're sending an, a signal to adapt, right? That's all your body needs. Yeah. You're going to see muscle growth. You're going to see strength gains. You're going to see your, your, your fat reduce. You're going to see that. Now you're at 30%. Now you've hit that that plateau at two months. Now all you have to do is go to thirty five percent, right? Go to thirty five percent, and you're gonna your body's gonna start adapting again. Yeah. Right. And then your body adapts to that. Okay. Now you go forty percent. Yeah. And then your body starts adapting to that. Adapt to that. You start seeing results again. You keep going. You keep going. And then by the time you get to eighty percent, you're still seeing results for a whole entire year. Yeah. Right. You've never plateaued. Maybe for a couple of weeks, just so you, I'm not getting any stronger. I need yeah. to change something up. Then you go further, right? And then you get to about 80%. You're working pretty hard. You've been working out for a year. Okay, now I'm going to go doing do more of power exercises. So I'm going to focus on cleans. I'm going to focus on my snatch. I'm going to po- focus on mobility. I'm going to do these other things. And you go 30% on that, right? Now it's a completely different stimulus. See, see what's happening here? Oh, yeah. You're never getting to 100%. Yeah. You're not getting injured. You're always seeing results. And you're, you're going to get there. Dude, this episode should cost $10. <laughs> see, it's, 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 it's a completely different That's way killer. of looking at it. That's so killer, dude. You know, it's a completely different way of looking at it. Um, I know, like, there's like 17 meatheads eating their giant bowl of rice and chicken right now just going... <laughs> oh shit <laughs> this is why i'm not seeing results <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so and plus think about it how much less intimidating is that to go into the gym and say i'm just gonna focus i'm not gonna put any weight on the bar i'm not even gonna use the bar i'm just gonna grab a five pound dumbbell i'm gonna hold it next to my chest yeah i'm gonna fig- feel what it feels i'm gonna notice what it feels like to brace yeah i'm gonna know where, okay, I did my squat. I got down to the certain depth. Oh, I felt like there was a restriction in my ankles. I felt that. Okay, boom. I'm not going to go any, any lower than that. You've noticed. Okay, I have my body's telling me there's a restriction here. Yeah. You know, let's work on that. So well, most people don't even know to pay attention to all those little things. Yeah, exactly. There's so many details. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you say about dieting before kind of the same way where... You know, if you're making changes to your diet all the time, yeah, because you're not giving yourself time to adapt to the changes that you're making. You know, you, you eat ice cream and sit around all day, and now you're going to eat nothing but vegetables and work out 17 times a week. Yeah, you know, you're not going to be able to make that change in one day. Mm-mm. And yeah. you know, so yeah, exactly. So it's just that just changing your mindset of about how you think about your workout. You know, that's what I always, I always talk about mindset, you yeah. know, cause it's huge. 
think you think because everybody thinks that this is the diet that's going to work. This is the workout that's going to make get me to my goal. This is what's going to do it. And it's really not that. It's just start doing something. Don't go a hundred percent. Yeah. Don't burn yourself out in a week, and and realize that this is going to take a minute. You know, this is something I'm going to be doing for a long time. Yeah. Be okay with that. Yeah. Because I remember you saying about the dieting as well that that the you know if you if you're making changes all the time because you're going the opposite way when you find there's something you need to work on then you know your body's going to adapt to that mm-hmm. and it's going to say this guy is crazy and he switches up the routine every week you know so i need to store some extra fat in case he decides to fast for a week again yeah exactly <laughs> you know yep yep it's that yeah, what you're you're referring to is like you drop your calories by a thousand calories because you all of a sudden you decided you saw on the internet that it's it's cool to be vegan. Yeah. Right? So now it's you cool just to be vegan. <laughs> Sorry if I just offended people. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. To be vegan. It is cool to be vegan. You know, cool. <laughs> and there's there's a place for it. But again, don't just, you know, go on the internet and be like, This person said this is what I need to do, so that's what I need to do. Like, cause guys, marketing's a thing. Marketing is a real thing. I'm doing all this research on marketing and it's making me realize that people say things because they're trying to sell you a product. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know, everybody has an agenda. Everybody. You know, you go on the, on the internet and you're looking for the next diet that you should try, some, the next workout that, you're try, that you should try. Mm-hmm. People aren't out there. A lot of people aren't there. Not to say that there isn't those people out there and you've got to do your research and f- figure out who these people are but there's most of the time people aren't really out there just because they're a nice guy and they want to help you <laughs> no they're trying to sell you something yeah. you know so they're going to say whatever it takes they're <laughs> going to use all these big words to try to sell you something because they're tr- especially just like here, here's a here's a good way to figure out if somebody's there to just help you or if somebody is there to sell you something don't read the article don't figure out who they are Scroll down to the bottom of the article. Is there a buy now option? If that's at the bottom of the screen, peace or, out. Yeah, go somewhere else. Not to say that their thing isn't good, but they 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 mask it. They they try to sound in all these like really fancy words. They try to sound super smart. They try to say all these things. And I and people are just raging about that. And I get it. And they just hammer this point home. And they, it's it's it is a problem. You know what's another thing they do? What is they give incentives to the people who give them a five star review? Yes, they might even just pay them, pay them, yeah, to do that. Because I know, I know when you go down and you scroll through those reviews on products like that, it's like they have a review section on their website, yeah, that they, yeah, they cherry picked, (laughs) or they might have just wrote them all themselves. Sometimes they look so fake, they pay people. Like if you just read these things, like most of the people, because what most people do is they see, oh, five stars. Yeah. Do they read the review? No. Because <laughs> it's a paragraph this long. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, just, five stars. Oh, yeah. There's a hundred of them in the sky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, so it's just, so all that to say, you know, is there's people, they're, they're, there's people out there that are trying to sell you a product, right? They're not, not everybody's out there to just give you the right advice and say, hey, have fun. Take yeah. it. Here you go. You know, there's very, very, there's probably like 
The other 90% are people that are just like, I went to college, I got a PhD, I have all these fancy words that I can, I can say, and I'm going to put them in a sentence, and it's going to get you results. <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense, but that's what half of the people do. Um, yeah, so I just want to encourage everybody to, before you buy something, do the research on them. Yeah. Look at their page. Is every single one of their posts they put out there, there's a link at the bottom that leads you to their website and to, to buy something. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then that's all they care about is just yeah. to give you money. Is just give me money, give me money, give me money. But if you go and you look at their at their Instagram, you look at their Facebook, and there's like you have to look a little bit. You have to go to their website and search around on their website to buy something. Um, and they've got like 10% sales and 90%, you know, they've been, and they've been around for a long time. They're in it for the long game. They're there to help you. They're there to get you results. They're there to make sure that you actually get the good information. Tortoise. Yes. The tortoise is. The tortoise wins. Every time. Every time. (laughs) Tortoise mentality. Yeah. Those are the people who. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there we go. So I hope that makes sense. If not, you know, reach out. Let us know. We'll talk. I love to talk. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to bring it back, but it's not working. No, dude. <laughs> okay. It's, we're at, I mean, we're at 57 minutes. Yeah, dude. So, so if anybody's still listening at this point, it's like they're getting the... <laughs> the, the they're, if you've stuck around this long... The bottom of the whiskey bottle. Get, no, dude. They're getting the cream of the crop here, bro. <laughs> this is the good shit. This is the good stuff right here. So if you want more of the good stuff, make sure you go find us at Instagram and Facebook. Give us a like at Pod Heaven, Austin and Devin, and then... You know, go to find us on Twitter. You want to go to uh, Pod Heaven AD, and then on YouTube, um, Pod Heaven Austin Devin. Go make sure you subscribe and like, hit that bell, and uh, for more information because it's all it's coming at you. Um, so make sure you take advantage of that. And um, and as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next week. I meant to do the applause. That's okay. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you give us those questions. We'll answer them. Go and be great tortoises. Channel your inner turtle. <laughs>